intro. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode I have with me Mo Brissett. Uh, Mo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I am a Spartan SGX coach. I've been a, an endurance coach and strength coach for 24 years, um, so I coach athletes for obstacle course races. I'm also a, a mental and mindset coach, so I work with athletes not only on the physical but also the mental, getting them ready for the mental side of races, also this, the mental side of life. I also take what I've learned in all of my years of study and, and practice and teaching into the corporate sector and do uh, corporate speaking and do uh, lectures on leadership, mindset, communication, and teamwork within companies and corporations. And then also I am the director of a nonprofit here called Adaptive Training Foundation, where we work with critically wounded veterans and civilians that have suffered from amputation, spinal cord injuries, Parkinson's disease, and stroke. And we take these athletes through a nine-week training program called Redefine, and I work with them on the mental side of their training program. So helping them to overcome a lot of the limiting beliefs they were told when they were, when they got, when they became injured or mm-hmm. were diagnosed with their disease. So a lot of times these folks are told you'll never walk again. That's what they believe. However, we have been able to prove that just because somebody says you won't do this again, doesn't mean you can't. So we have athletes that were told they'll never walk again, walking again. Um, outside of that, we a big thing, especially with the veterans is helping them with the PTS and traumatic brain injury. So really what I do is study neuroscience. I study uh, psychology and neuroplasticity and literally helping everybody that I just talked about mm-hmm. reprogram their brains using those techniques and using language and how you frame language and how you frame your self-talk to, again, overcome limiting beliefs, to be a better communicator for your team, for your employees, for your spouse, for your children, et cetera. And that's awesome. You know, it's- like, so my background is, you know, safety and construction. And I do do talks, conferences and stuff like that about mental health and construction. I've taken mental health first aid, which is just a, a very small amount compared to all the stuff that you've done. But I mean, it gives me a, an idea kind of into that realm of, you know, how much a person's perspective, how much the way they look at things, you know, like you said, can be can change everything. So when you tell someone, hey, you'll never walk again, you that person has two choices. They say, OK, I guess I'll never walk again. And they're like, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, and it, it's 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 something to that extreme, and it's also, you know, I mean, I can't tell you, man, how many times as an endurance coach. I mean, I've coached, I coach athletes for Ironman triathlon, I coach athletes for ultra distance, fifty and hundred mile races, along with the Spartan as well. And I can't mm-hmm. tell you the amount of people that I come up or that when we have a conversation about any one of those things, they're like, I could never do that. You know, you, you get you see somebody that starts an OCR and they see somebody doing an ultra beast, they're like, I could never do that. Well, yeah, you can when you train for it, but if your mindset is you can't do that, then you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, like, no, you can't really go do an Ironman triathlon right now. However, after six to eight months of consistent training, your body will be fit. You'll be conditioned. You will be able to do that distance race. Yeah. And, and that's it. I mean, a lot of it is kind of mental. And I mean, there always is a lot in those races that is mental. People don't. I've done a couple marathons and I've pretty much figured out. They, they tell you even in just a marathon, it's the first 20 miles, the rest of it's all mental. 
you get past the first 20, it's mental. And that was me. I mean, the first one that I did, the first time I did a marathon, I told myself, I will do one by my 40th birthday. Yeah. Well, everything went wrong. (laughs) My training went bad. I broke my foot. I wasn't ready. And I was two, probably 270 pounds. Wow. And I'm looking at it going, well, my 40th birthday is in six months. I guess I better do this anyway. So I signed up for the marathon that was literally six days before my birthday. By the time the marathon came up, I still was not in the shape I should have been. Everyone's like, you can't do this. You should not do this. And I'm like, you're probably right. I probably shouldn't do it, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And it took me nine hours, but I finished wow. it. You know, And it's like, it was the mental, by the end of it, I was alone. I was the only one on the course. And there was basically a course marshal that was doing laps around me on their their, their bicycle to make yeah. sure that I was okay. Yeah. And you and, and then you I was still it. going. Yeah, yes. you, you did it, you succeeded, and you learned more from that experience than you would have if you would have done it in four hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the great thing. Mm-hmm. Like every Dude, in the 20 years that I've been an endurance athlete, I've learned so much more from the, quote, failures and the, quote, bad races than I ever have or ever will from the ones that went well. Because when you yes. find, when, it, when, when, when stuff goes downhill, that's when you learn who you are. That's who you learn who you are as a human and as an athlete. That's when that's when the the real stuff happens. So I mean, that's congratulations, dude. That's incredible. It, it was yeah. It's one of those things I would <laughs> I, I don't want to do. I wouldn't do it again. Um, yeah, even though I yeah. did do, I am doing a marathon again in June, but I'm going to be in a lot better shape for that one. Yeah. But uh, it, it's one of those things. It was I made a promise to myself that I would do it, and it's like, well, I made the promise. I'm I made the mistake of not tra- training, but I did make that promise to myself. So I am going to do this. Absolutely, you know, and it. It hurt. It, it took a while, but I, I did it. And I mean, it is true that usually in the, those moments of everything not being right is when you learn the most. And that's one thing I, I really think with like this whole, you know, the coronavirus and everything getting shut shut down. It's nothing's going right, but this doesn't mean that we give up. We just we, we find new ways. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I talk about that when I teach mindset to people is is how to overcome roadblocks and hurdles. And you know, I. I I often reference there's a documentary called 180 Degrees South, and it's a really good documentary on Netflix. And basically, it's about this guy who, since he was in junior high, he had dreamt about going to Patagonia and climbing this one specific mountain. And in his mid-30s, he got an opportunity to do it. The trip ended up taking like two and a half times longer than he anticipated. He got there way late in the season. He was supposed to climb this mountain in the winter. It was now summertime, and he gets 200 feet from the summit of this mountain has to turn around. Because the rock is so frail and rotten in the summertime that it was too dangerous and their likelihood of dying was was high. So this dude yeah. who had been dreaming about this thing literally for 30 years had to stop 200 meters from the top. And Ooh. the documentary is like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like right now, let's say you've been training for this OCR season. Your first race is right around the corner. Your first race was this weekend. And now it's not. <laughs> You, what you do is you make a 180-degree turn, and you take a new step forward into a new direction. You're not going backwards. Yeah. You're simply going forward into a new direction with a new, new goal and a new outcome and a new outlook. So right now, it's your perspective on things, right? So we all, everybody on the planet basically just got kicked in the face with whatever their, their goals were, <laughs> especially athletically. Yeah. So what do you do with that? Do you sulk about it? Do you get pissed off? that What, do you, what are you going to do with my money? You know, where's my race season going? Don't worry about that. Worry about what you can control right now. 
Number one is decreasing stress and improving your immune function. If you're so focused on all the things you can't do and what you're not able to do right now, that's stressing you out. That's creating anxiety. That's reducing your ability to sleep well, which all suppresses immune function. So now's a phenomenal opportunity to practice resilience. Now's a phenomenal opportunity to practice creation. Like yeah. we're, you know, get creative with your workouts. You can't go to the gym right now. What can you use? If you don't have weights at home, cool. What can you use? Can you use a rock from the garden? Can you use a, a book bag from your kids where you stuff a backpack full of books and create weight with that? Sure. So let's get creative and focus on all the cool things we get to try right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is so true. Absolutely, man. And that's it. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, I grew up with, like I've said before, I don't want to say poor, but we didn't have a whole lot of money for like gym equipment. That wasn't something my parents were going to buy me. So I remember like taking jugs of, you know, two gallon jugs of milk and filling, you know, the empty jugs, filling them with water and using those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I actually, I actually just put out um, a, a couple of in-home body weight workouts this past week on my YouTube channel. And I did just that. I, I, like I said, that here's your weight. Your weight is either a backpack filled with books, a suitcase filled with whatever, gallon jugs of water, or a couple big rocks. Let's pick your poison and let's go. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, you can find, you can find, have to wait anywhere like you said if your parent use yeah. your kids my kids are a little too old and big for that but um right it might be weird if you have like your 16 year old on your back <laughs> yeah yeah so that gets kind of weird but you know but i mean yeah there's all sorts of stuff i mean you know luckily for me like i said i've over the years have collected a bunch of you know workout of equipment workout equipment and you know when the weather's not bad i have two and two acres and i can go out and i have atlas balls and buckets out in the yard too to to yeah. play with so yeah you know but not everyone has that so that's kind of it you know so i mean like you said it's just your perspective and changing it to how do you want to how do you want to do this i mean Absolutely. how do you want to you know how do you want this this year to end i mean or this whole thing to end i mean once it's over with do you want to come out of it 15 pounds bigger or 15 pounds smaller and my my goal is 15 pounds smaller but you know yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. you're right. Like if you look, everybody listening to this podcast is an OCR athlete. So I guarantee you, everybody has a daggum bucket filled with rocks somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. And if not, you can order a five gallon bucket for like $2 from Amazon, from Home Depot and fill it with rocks, yeah. fill it with dirt from outside, go dig a hole. Right. And digging yeah. the holes exercise. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's grip training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's so many different things. I mean, in different things alone. Okay, you know, like I said, there's body weight workouts for people who live in apartments. So, you know, there's ways absolutely, to do, yeah. You know, full body workouts just using your own body. So, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I moved, I moved to a loft at the first of the year, and that's what I'm doing right now. I've got a a bunch of body weight workouts that I'm making. Number one for myself, I do have dumbbells, but I'm creating videos for people to do in their homes that don't have weights. And that's awesome. And that's what people need, I think, is you know. And right now there is, I mean, what has amazed me honestly, and this whole thing started was how many different companies and individuals have flooded, you know, Facebook and the internet and YouTube and everything else with all these different workouts that people can do saying, Hey, you're at home. Here's something to do. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because we know, man, like, you know, us in the industry, we know that if left to your own devices, people are going to sit home. They're going to eat a whole bunch of crappy food. They're not mm -hmm. going to do anything because they can't go to the gym. And, you know, then, then all their goals are going to go to the wayside. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that was the whole reason, like when I talked to Don about getting people and let's, you know, do a whole bunch of episodes about and talk about this to help people was mainly from in a lot of ways. I mean, not sound bad was kind of selfish because I'm trying to help myself 
with willpower because I know I've said it before, given the chance, I, I will use any excuse I can to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. We choose the path to, of least resistance, man. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, help also motivate myself to keep from myself from sitting on the couch and eating potato chips. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of, you know, talking to people, listening to people and everything else about how to, how to do this better. So, yeah. So what is, um, what would be your suggestion for people, you know, to help them get through this? I mean, I know you've got the mental on the mental side. Yeah. So, I mean, really on the mental side, it's, it's focusing on what you can do and focusing mm-hmm. on what, what you are able to do right now. What are, what can you control? Number one, you can control your mind. So you can, you can wake up every morning, you can do breath work, you can do box breathing, which stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, which keeps you calm, which helps prevent anxiety and reduces stress. You can eat very clean. And by eating clean, again, I'm, I'm putting out a whole bunch of videos on my YouTube channel of, of recipes. But you know, here's a time where you want to really focus on eliminating the processed packaged foods. Um, you want to focus on mm-hmm. high fiber vegetables. You want to focus on nutrient-dense grains like quinoa, wild rice, black rice. You want to focus on uh, the darker meats like chicken thighs, chicken legs. These are more nutrient-dense. So what happens is these are higher-yield foods that give you more calories and more nutrients. So you end up eating less over the course of the day, but you're getting the nutrients that you need. So those hunger pains aren't there as often as it would be if you're eating, like you said, chips or you know fruit all the time and stuff like that. Um, yeah. so that's, that's what I would say for, for that. And then, you know, for the, for workouts again, like check out the videos that I'm putting out, do some body weight stuff, focus on that and focus on, you know, what you can do inside your space. And then the last thing really, man, is, is assess your needs versus your wants, right? Because, you know, I, I was on a radio show this morning talking about this and I was joking about it, but I was serious because that's how I really started thinking about it. And I was going to, post something about this, but I was using the bathroom the other day and we're at a nationwide shortage. The pandemic is really over the damn toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, how much toilet paper do you actually need to use? So if you think about it, like how much do you need? Are you over consuming? Are you overusing? How much food do you need to eat? How much movement do you need to do? Not a whole lot yeah. to stay healthy, not a lot to get gains in fitness. So think about all the things you, we really need right now and all the things we're panicking about because we think we want those. Because it's, it's really a want versus a need. Yes. So you break it down to the essentials. Make a list. Write down what you absolutely need for food, what you need for supplies, what you need for your fitness versus your wants, and then do those things. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. And I mean, that's kind of it. You know, I mean, honestly, the whole thing with the, the toilet paper, I mean, we got lucky. We were at Costco like the day before all this went bad yeah. and just happened to need toilet paper. So we bought a 30 pack. That a boy. Plus we have a bidet. So eh, whatever. Oh, well, there you go. And you got two acres. You just go outside. I'm sure there's some leaves out there somewhere. Yeah. Or just jump in the shower. <laughs> right, I mean, exactly. That's what a lot of people are like. Usually, I mean, I don't know about you, but my bathroom has a shower right next to the toilet. So, I mean, if it right. really gets that bad. Yeah, I'll just I mean, take an extra shower. Exactly. And I mean, that's it. You know, it's, it's finding, you know, and that's another way of, you know, I know it sounds funny, but that's another way of finding different ways to deal with things is, you know, that, I mean, it's like, oh, okay. You know, absolutely. And look, if it honestly came down to that, just, just laugh about it. Just be like, oh my God, this is what I get to do right now yeah. <laughs> because it's going to end. You know, that's the thing. That's the, the concept of impermanence. And I tell this when I speak to people is everyone 
that I speak to, everyone listening to my voice right now, you have all survived the very worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life. You made it. You did it. Regardless of if it was, you know, getting broken up with, <clears throat> losing a marriage, losing a job, you know, may, failing a grade in school, whatever it may be. You, you, that was the worst thing that ever happened to you at that point in time. You thought the world was over. Guess what? You lived through it. And yep. if you learn from it, you became stronger because of it. This, this too shall pass. We don't know when. We don't know how, but it will pass. And once it passes, you're going to come out of the other side stronger. Yeah, and I agree with that completely. I mean, it's, you know, everyone is going to. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. I'm not sure where you are in the in the inside the country on all this. I'm up in the Washington area, so that's been... We were one of the first ones, but we've actually been surpassed by a couple others now of, you know, how bad it is, you know, so it's, yeah, I'm in Dallas. Know? So we're, we're, yeah, we're Dallas, close okay. behind you. Yeah. So yeah. we just got quarantined. So we just, uh, at effective tonight, effective tonight at midnight, we're going to go on a, and they're not calling it <laughs> like martial law lockdown. It's called a, they're, they're, they put something very nice to it. Like a, a, an in-home stay period where yeah. everything is shutting down except for hospitals and grocery stores. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, uh, amazingly, Washington, amazingly, Washington hasn't done that yet, but they've announced that there's going to be a press conference from the governor at 530. And I'm pretty sure that's what he's about to say. Oh, so, for sure. So again, like, yeah. when you hear that, when you hear that news, how do you respond to it? I'd say for me right now, it's I've been I'm prepared for it. It's pretty much we have enough food to get us through two weeks, you know, maybe even yeah. longer. And, you know, like you said, grocery stores are still staying open. So technically I could still go to the grocery store if I absolutely had to. But yeah. as of right now, we're set up to where we wouldn't need to. Right. And let me tell you something, man. But right before this podcast, we went to the grocery <laughs> store and it was the most pleasant trip to that store that I've ever been to in the 15 years that it's been around. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. seriously, it was, you know, they, they let in just a few people at a time. It's not overcrowded. They're full of food and you're good to go. Yeah. And that's kind of thing, you know, for me, it's, you know, and because I've still been working up until this point, construction sites are still ongoing. Yeah, so sure. they haven't closed any of those down. So as a safety professional, I saw this morning, I had to go up to a job site that normally would have taken me two hours to get to from my house, took me 45 minutes. But I went up there and had to give a talk on how what they should be doing on that job site to prevent people from getting sick and people being exposed to COVID coronavirus and all that so it was kind of it's very interesting you know to kind of see some of the stuff that people you know i'm surprised that construction sites are still open but who knows yeah. so yeah yeah it's you know it, it, look here's a good time to a great time to clean out your stuff you know it's all those mm -hmm. things that you say man i just don't have time for that well guess what you do now oh yeah <laughs> you know i already what I mean? had one i oh, went through man. one of our closets because honestly i was looking for something so i was in there and i'm like you know there was nothing going on today it was a slow day at work so i'm like I'm just going to pull everything out. And I pulled everything out and rearranged it and threw a bunch of stuff away. And now like how it's taking up half the room in the closet. Yeah. There you go. See? So yeah. Found a bunch of shirts that I, you know, had from a job I haven't worked at in four years. And it's like, hmm, I bet these can all throw, go away. Exactly. So, humans are hoarders. We hold on to things for way too long mentally and, uh, you know, physically. Oh, for sure. Yeah, man. Once you can let things go like that, it's, there's such a freedom to it because everyone feels lighter about it. You know, when yeah. you let something go, when you forgive somebody, when you, you know, mentally let something go, you're like, oh man, I feel so much better. When you literally let things go, like, you know, you clean out your closet, you find stuff, like you said, shirts you haven't worn in four years. You, and, and you bring that to Goodwill. You're, or you give that to a homeless person down the street. 
it feels good. You feel lighter. You just let it go. Like, yes. man, look at this weight that's been lifted for me. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. And that's one of the great things about that. You know, it was it was a great feeling to do that. You know, like you said, things that you're like, I don't have time for this. It was like my gym. I have a gym in my house. I have all sorts of equipment, but it wasn't usable because the way I had the room set up because I never finished it. Mm -hmm. Well, now I need it. So I have time. So let's rearrange. <laughs> exactly. So, so I rearranged and got it all set up. So now we've got, you know, the elliptical and the treadmill all usable, the punching bags usable and everything's there. You know, I've got my weight vest where I can grab it quickly and added actually 10 pounds to it. And so I could th throw it on and go do a run or whatever and just made good use of my time. There you go. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. So, so on the physical side, the one thing you keep, you keep mentioning your YouTube, what is your YouTube channel? So if you just go to YouTube and search my name, Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S, Brosette, um, B-R-O-S-S-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, um, the first one that pops up and I'm just, it's, uh, I'm just cranking out videos almost on a daily basis. So what I'm doing for folks is putting out content on, uh, some nutrition recipes, um, I'm putting out content on mindset. I'm going to be doing some guided meditations for people to follow in breath work. I'm doing mobility recovery type movements, and I'm also doing in-home body weight workouts. And I'll throw in some stuff with weights as well for folks that have weights. So nice. you're getting literally what I'm creating on my YouTube channel right now. And while I have the time is no excuses, health, fitness, and nutrition. So I'm literally covering the gamut of what a human being needs mentally, physically, and nutritionally. Nice. That's good. That's good. And that's, that's one of the things, you know, that we've been looking for. And I'll make sure too, when this posts that, you know, we have a link to your, your YouTube along with it on Facebook. So Absolutely. Thank you. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. That's some, some really cool stuff there. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say to listeners while we are here? Or? Yeah, I think we've done a good job, man. I think really, again, just to reiterate, you know, focus on focus right now on your mind first. You know, everything yes. else is going to is going to happen. But if you can control and when you can control your breathing and you can control your mindset and your self-talk, really working on being aware, not judgmental of yourself. When you say words like I can't, I don't, I, I'm not able to right now, eliminate those words and focus on what you are able to do, what you can do and what you will do and focus yeah. on those things. Reframe your self-talk, focus on your nutrition. So in order of importance, it is sleep. It is mindset, it is nutrition, and then it is movement and physical training. So focus in that order on those things and then carry that over once this is all blown over. So right now we all have a phenomenal opportunity to create one hell of a base of yes. recovery, nutrition, mindset, and movement. So when we get back to being able to go out into the world, go back to going to work, man, we got a damn good base and platform to be the best versions of ourselves possible. Because I tell you what, dude, we're at a very critical point right now as a human race to really create some damn good change. Oh, yeah, I agree. We definitely are. I mean, the one thing you're seeing, I mean, honestly, with some of these places being shut down is the environmental impacts, Yep. you know, of it. I mean, and it sounds horrible to say this to some people, but this is amazing. I mean, for the first time, China, in some of those areas, people never seen blue sky because there was so much pollution over there. Absolutely. And all of a sudden being shut down for a couple of weeks, People are seeing blue skies. We can see, you know, you can see China now, yeah. you know, from the satellites, um, Italy in Italy, you can see the bottoms of the canal. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you, when you stop to look at it like that, like we're all being forced to go with like literally physically go within. And when we do that, we're, we're giving the planet time to breathe. You know, you yeah. can think it sounds hippie or woo or whatever. 
this is a fact, dude. You just said it yourself. If you can see the sky in China for the first time, the bottom of the canal in Italy, if here in America, like go to LA or a big city and you can see the skyline through the day because of the uh, the least uh, the less amount of smog from cars, look at what we're doing, man. Like we're just allowing things to rest and recover. Yeah, which is needed. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely a good thing. So, I mean, there's always, like you said, it's perspective. You look yep. at the perspective, yes, this is a bad thing, but look, look at the good things that are still coming out of it. Absolutely. You know, there, there are good things coming out of this. So For sure. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mo. It was great talking to you, and I definitely want to talk to you again soon. So, and we will, we will definitely post a, a link to your YouTube channel so people can go to that, too. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Mo. All right, buddy. See you. Right, bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.